Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. Check it out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports, uh, live from a disclosed location in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, here with uh, my co-host, great Jamal Murphy. As always, Bill, good to be here. Good to see you in person once again. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a special guest who many of you have heard over the uh, last couple of years. Um the assistant coach from Middlebury College in Middlebury, Vermont, uh, and my nephew, the great Kyle Dudley. Hey, Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Doing very, very well. Thank you for having me on again. And uh, we're very excited as we uh, prepare to host an NCAA tournament regional this weekend. Yeah, well, let me, let me give you the big drums and thing. You know, uh, Middlebury uh, last weekend – uh, won the NESCAC conference, uh, it, I think, back-to-back, right? This is your second consecutive year? Yes. So we, we won it for the second consecutive year, uh, and it was the first time in the program's history that we've won back-to-back. Wow. First time in the program's history that Middlebury uh, competes in NESCAC, which is the Division III, uh won the uh, uh, conference back-to-back, and they will now host a NCAA Division Three tournament game. Uh, on what day, Kyle? On Friday. Friday. Right. Friday night, yep. And it's, it's it's against Farmingdale State, right? So, yeah, so we play Farmingdale State at 7.30, and um, two other teams, uh, Cabrini and Mike Homing, play um, at 5.30 at Middlebury, you know, in the first game of the uh, of the regional. Now, now in Division Three for the Division Three tournament, do they seed you guys? Are you like a, are you have a number seed, or or is, does that happen at all? They, they actually they, they don't give a seed on the bracket, um, but apparently they do sort of as they're putting the tournament together. Um, they do they do it by seeding, but they don't actually put, put it on there for whatever reason. What was what was your guys' record this year? I mean, I assume you had a good year. So yeah, so we finished twenty four and three. Hmm. Um, oh, sorry. So yeah, not finished yet, but um, yeah. So the regular season twenty one and three, and then we won right. three straight in the conference tournament to get to twenty four and three. Um, and we're currently on a ten game winning streak uh, entering the NCAA tournament. Wow! How, how did you? Uh, Who did you beat in the tournament? Who did you beat in the in, in your the NESCAC uh, tournament? Yeah, so we, we so we we were the number two seed. Um, so in the quarterfinals, we beat eighth at home um, by about by four points. Uh, then the semifinals, Tufts um, host uh, the semifinal round and the final round, which is on back-to-back days. So um, on last Saturday, we defeated Trinity um, by 16. 
Um, and then we, we played Williams in the finals. Williams beat Tufts in semis. So we played Williams in the finals, and we won the final by uh, 22, 84 to 62. Wow. Yeah. That must have been pretty satisfying, right? They've been like a thorn. Yeah. So we, so we were down four at halftime. So we outscored them by 26 in the second half, um, and our, our defense was just tremendous. We held them scoreless for the first seven minutes of the second half and made a big run at that point. So did, did, did you give a – who gave – did anybody give a fiery halftime speech? Did, did you uh, did you light into them? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think, uh, you know, Coach Brown did a great job, uh, you know, with our defensive adjustments and, you know, making sure we weren't giving up any back doors and testing every three. And uh, and holding them to one shot, um, and you know we did all those things, and then that really fueled our transition game um, as we got out and you know ran the floor like we like to do um, with our up tempo system, and you know so we we went on a, a quick you know a six you know run to start the half, and again I think it started with defense, but um, yeah at halftime we really got a chance to. Uh, uh, you know, put in some adjustments, and uh, and they they really paid off. Yeah, you you, meant, you mentioned the up tempo system. I was looking at uh, your schedule and uh, and some of the scores, and you guys are a really high scoring team. I mean, you you've broken a hundred a couple times. Wow. You're pretty consistently in the eighties and nineties. It seemed like. Um, is that? I mean, tell yeah, tell me about that. The up tempo system you guys run. Yeah, so we, we play at a very fast pace, the fastest in the league, and uh, whether it's off a of make or off a of miss, we want to push the ball and we we want to beat the other team down the floor and score quickly, basically before their defense is set. And we we have two point guards, um, Jake Brown and Jack Daly, who are one and two in the NESCAC in assists. Right. So they right. both play on the floor at the same time, and we outlet to them and then push and you know push the ball up the floor and our bigs run the floor. Uh, you know, our bigs do a great job beating the other bigs down the floor to get a, a layup early in the shot clock. Um, and then our, our third guard, uh, Matt Stanamore, is the leading scorer in the conference, uh, getting 22 points per game, um, you know, who uh, has over 100 threes on the season and does a great job building the wing. And um, so we have a lot, of, a lot of weapons, and all five players are put on the floor can pass. And it's a really an emphasis, you know, every day in practice, is to, you know, sprint the floor, to push the pace. And, again, we, we, we want to beat the team down the floor and, and get a high percentage shot before their defense even sets up. And it's been very effective for us this season, um, averaging, yeah, about 90 points per game, leading our conference in, in points per game, as well as field goal percentage, um, about 49% as well. And we're very good sharing the ball. Um, we, we, we average 20 assists per game, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is the top five in the country in assists per game. Um, and, you know, we really have an unselfish pass-first mentality uh, that leads to high-percentage shots. But, uh, but yeah, if you, if, you, if you guys watch us play, yeah, you, you, I think you'll be kind of amazed by our pace as we're really looking to push, and we're, we're relentless with it as we are in constant uh, attack mode. Um, even if we give up a, a basket on the defensive end, we're, we're still trying to push the pace um, as much as we can. That, that's great. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can imagine it's a fun style to play. Is it a fun style to coach? Oh, it's a you know, and I've i you know played in the system. Although you know, this year we're, we're certainly playing faster than than uh, even when I was here. But it, yeah, it, it's 
you know, so much fun to play, so much fun to coach. Um, and, again, we have really um, smart players who are great at reading the defense and, um, you know, make great decisions. And, and again, when everyone can pass, it, you know, it, it makes you, you know, it makes the, the job of coaching staff, uh, you know, a lot easier. Hey, um, yeah, you played at Middlebury. In fact, I think your your team that you played on, I think, was the first team to, I think, win the conference. Is that Correct. right? Yeah. How, so how does it feel, again, to, to particularly seeing the success you guys have had the last couple of years, how does it feel to be a coach at Middlebury and, um, you know, and then now, I mean, be a player at Middlebury, be a coach. Um, how does it feel, and, and has that really increased um, – the uh, the the you know Middlebury's attractiveness to to recruits people really want to play Division three. Yeah, well, you know it's it, it's incredible to be back in Middlebury. Um, you know, I'm so thankful to uh, you know Coach Jeff Brown for bringing me back. Um, you know, he's done such an incredible job. Uh, you know, starting when I was a player, but you know he's now been to um, eight of the last ten NCAA tournaments. Um, you know, he's been to a Final Four. He's been to the Elite Eight. Um, so he's just, you know, he's done a tremendous job and, you know, I, I, you know, I love working with him. Um, you know, now as his assistant, you know, we've won two NESCAP championships, you know, you know, the last two years. So, you know, so I won two as an assistant coach and and one as a player and it's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely helped with recruiting. Um, you know, a a lot of, uh, you know, high school basketball players, you know, are excited about, um, the way we play and, the unselfish culture and uh, the the up-tempo system and, um, you know, being back in Middlebury again and just having so much success that we've had, um, you know, has has felt great. And, um, you know, I really really love being here. And, um, you know, there's a lot of excitement on campus and in the community, you know, about this this year's team. And, and, you know, we're excited for the opportunity uh, on Friday to host an NCAA tournament regional. Well, tell me, tell me a little bit about, or tell the tell the people listening a little bit about the Division Three experience. I mean, everybody knows, you know, we see March Madness on a Division One level. Um, what's what's the atmosphere like at these Division Three games? I mean, I played a couple games Division Three. I didn't I didn't last the full year. I regret where, where, that. Where'd you play? Uh, Guilford College, who's who's also in oh, okay in this uh, in in the uh, uh, Division Three tournament. Um, so, but tell the people about. What's that? What what the atmosphere is like? You know the enthusiasm of the school and all that. Yeah, so we you know we actually we have a lot of support. Um, there's a lot of excitement around basketball here, uh, which you know might be a little surprising for us. You know, uh, you know competing with hockey and all that, but uh, you know there's been a lot of excitement um, about about this year's team. Um, our game on Friday night will be sold out. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be sold out in advance. So I can I can only imagine the kind of atmosphere that there's going uh, to be on Friday. Um, but you know, for our home games, if, you know, and especially when school is in session, um, you know, we 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 fill our crowd. Um, you know, even when we're not in session, we, you know, we, we get a lot of support from the community. So you know, we have great crowds. Our, our our fans travel well. You know, we had a you know a ton of fans, students, you know, parents, alums. Um, that were in Tufts last weekend, you know, for the uh, NESCAC championship weekend. So, you know, it was, it was, it, you know, it was, a, it was a fun, you know, a fun atmosphere there away from home. And, um, you know, 
you know, we, we, we played um, extremely well at home. You know, this year we're 13-1 and one at home. Last year we went undefeated at home. So, you know, we've, we've been very tough to beat at home, and, and that's why we're, we're so glad we're able to host this weekend. Um, but, again, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the tickets have been have been selling like hotcakes, and um, it's going to be sold out, in, you know, in advance of the game on Friday. And, and you know, I think, the uh, you know, it's going to be a loud give, and you know, the fans are going to be into it from start to finish. Tell, tell us about Division Three. I mean, the, the larger tapestry. Yeah, I mean, now we finished throwing you a parade. Now, you know, now <laughs> well, the reality sets it, in because, you know, last year what happened? Last year, great season, great you know regular season, great conference. Then what happened? Um, and and how are you going to you know? How do you want to change the, the script this year? You know, last year um, we we had to win the um, automatic bid the conference tournament to get in last year. Um, you know, we actually got off to uh, a slow start in the non-conference, um, started the season three and five, um, and I think that helped us in the long run learn a lot of the losses. Um, and once we got to conference play, you know, we we were much better. And but going into the conference tournament, we knew we had to win the conference tournament, and we were able to do it. And you know, we we were sent to a tough regional um, in uh, Stockton, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, won our first round game, uh, by two points, um, and lost our second round game, uh, by two points. So they were both very, very close games. It was great for our guys to get NCAA tournament experience. Um, you know, it's a little bit different than the regular season. You know, the NCAA tournament in Division Three is played actually just like Division One. So we have media timeouts every four minutes. Um, so, you know, that, you know, that, that's different than we're used to playing. Um, you know, where, you know, obviously during the regular season, you know, we don't play with any, you know, media timeouts or anything like that. Um, but I think, you know, we, we returned a lot of players, uh, you know, from that group who went to the NCAA tournament a year ago. And, um, and I think that experience will help us, uh, you know, this season, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, going into the NCAA tournament. And, and unlike the Division One guys, you guys have to go to class, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, it's actually funny. One of our guys last year in the NCAA tournament, you know, we're on the road in New Jersey, you know, he had to take a, a final exam, like, like at the hotel. Um, or write, you know, a big paper or something like that. You mean you didn't have anybody take it for him? What? <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't take the, you didn't take the test you for him? You didn't take the test for him? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Kyle. Be a real assistant coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's your yeah, job, man. You take our, the test. Or well, have a cheerleader take the, the test. Come on, man. How do you expect how do you expect to be a Division One head coach <laughs> if you're not having to take tests with these kids, man? Come on. <laughs> do you think yeah, do you no, think no, you no, could no, ever get the job in Kentucky? Crazy, right? Never. That, uh, our guys take homework with them on our route. <laughs> oh my God! Come on, man. It's unbelievable. What, what do you think, Coach Cal? What do you think Calipari would say if he's all with kids with a book, study, and all that? Come on, son. You got. Where are your priorities? <laughs> exactly. But, uh, Who's the yeah, team? You know, our guys do very well in the classroom as well. And the academics come first. <laughs> who is the team? Who are the teams to beat this year oh, in Division Three for you guys oh, who, to, who, uh, who to to reach the finals and to, you know, to win? Who who, who, do the, who's your, who are the teams to beat? Yeah, well, you know, our uh, our conference, the uh, the NESCAC, got five teams into the uh, NCAA tournament, which is more than any other conference. Uh, so you know we we have a lot of uh, you know great teams in 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 our conference that I think are good enough to make a run. 
Um, but, you know, just in terms of the, uh, the, the D3 hoop top 25, um, you know, Babson is number three there in the northeast, you know, uh, in a way in the Boston area. Uh, Ramapo, uh, Jersey, uh, they're, wow. they're five in the country, they're 25 and two. Um, you know, Whitman, who's out on the West Coast, um, I believe, in Washington State, they are the only undefeated team in Division Three. They're one in the country. They're 27-0. Wow. Um, so they didn't enter the tournament, um, you know, as, as the, uh, you know, I guess the, 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 you know, the number one team in the country. Um, and then we're number six in the country. So we're right there with the, uh, wow. the you know, the top teams and, uh, you know, certainly one that seems to be. Wow, that's great, man. Uh, do you have a, a largely senior team, or what, what's sort of the, the mix? Yeah, so, you know, we, um, you know, last year we won the NESCAP with only one um, senior starter. So, we, you know, we returned a lot, and now, uh, you know, two of our starters are seniors. Um, you know, our first start off the bench is also a senior. Um, and then we also start uh, two juniors and a sophomore as well. Um, but we're an experienced team, you know. Uh, you know, again, even you know, so, you know, the, you know, the, some of the sophomores and and juniors, you know, played a lot last year on that on that uh, conference tournament team, so they were able to get experience as well. So, you know, this this year has been a very experienced team, and we've relied a lot on our seniors who have done a great job as as our leaders and um, you know leading the team and. Uh, you know, we you know, we we feel very confident headed into the tournament. Um, just, getting, just getting back to the tournament, how how does it? You know, we all know the how the Division One tournament works, but the D three tournament, obviously, you have a home game on Friday. How does it work? Uh, if you win, is it? Are you at home? And where is the final four if you make it that far? Right. So yeah. So you know, unlike uh, Division One, you know, in, in, at the Division Three level, you know, there's no new games where division one they're all neutral um to division one tournament um so you know so there's it's a 64 tournament just like division one um this is actually the first year it's actually been 64 in, in the uh in the past um it was 62 and actually two teams got a first round bye uh but this year 64 uh so, you know so the full tournament and there um are 16 hosts so 16 64 um to this regional um but the second round game, which we will host, um, you know, um, the second round game will be on Saturday night um, at 7 p.m. where the, uh, the the two winners of, of the Friday game, um, you know, will meet in that Saturday regional. So, so it's a really quick turnaround. Um, but, yeah, so we, we will host that regional, and the, the team that wins, um, you know, who wins the regional will then, you know, advance to the uh, – to the uh, Sweet 16. So the winner on Saturday gets to the Sweet 16. Um, that weekend there will be, um, you know, four of the 16 teams will host. And then the final four uh, played in, will be played in Salem, Virginia. Where? Uh, Salem, Virginia. Oh, okay. Salem, Virginia. Okay. Wow. It's pretty, ex- pretty exciting. I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm kind of getting excited just yeah. thinking about it, man. We're going to have to make have to make a trip, man. Uh, but you, you, you know, but c- clearly, I guess your team is pretty focused on, um, on you know, winning, winning Friday. I mean, that that's kind of first things first, right? Hey, one last thing, man. Before we start talking about, you know, we're going to be talking a little later 
about March Madness. I mean, this is all part of March Madness, but, you know, Division One, some other stuff. But, you know, you talked about your team uh, learning from last year's experience. How have you seen that? I mean, we all, coaches always say that after they get beat. Well, we learn from this, you know. But seriously, how could you see your team learning from from what happened last year in a way that makes a difference this year? Yeah, so, um, you know, again, last year, you know, we got up to a tough start. Um, you know, we, we, we played the first eight games of the season away from home, so we were on the road and we were traveling pretty far. And, um, you know, we had some struggles early on and we were still trying to, um, you know, figure out our team, you know, our chemistry and, um, you know, you know, uh, you know, what we're getting 90 a game right now is the first eight games of the season last year. We were barely getting the seven. So, mm-hmm. uh, we, uh, you know, we had to, you know, we had to figure, uh, some things out offensively. And, uh, but I think the biggest thing that we really learned and we really kept, um, and Coach Brown has talked a lot about this, um, is resiliency. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, we really talked about that. Um, you know, while we were going through the the, the tough time, um, you know, you know, being resilient, um, you know, learning how to you know bounce back from adversity and um, continue to to stay the course and trust the process. Um, you know, trust even the process. Wait a minute. Well. Very popular term. Nowadays. Trust the process. <laughs> yeah, and um, and and I and I think we you know we really answered it in the state. Uh, you know, the guys really uh, you know bought in and. Um, you know, continued to play the um, the unselfish style that that we emphasize, and uh, so by the end of the season, um, you know, the offense was clicking a lot more. Um, you know, last year's team actually um, um, held the uh, the record for one year, uh, the sorry, the Middlebury basketball record for assists in a season. Uh, this year's team has already shattered that record, um, but you know, so we you know we really uh, you know got going there. Uh, but yeah, you know, just sticking with it, even though things weren't going well, and 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 being resilient, because even you know during the course of a game, you know the other team's going to make a run, um, and you know and and that that's going to happen all the time, and um, you know you've got to be able to respond, um, and you know and I think our guys have, have really learned to do that, and you know so this year when we hit some adversity in games. Um, it seems like almost every time our guys, uh, you know, re- respond with a run, um, you know, get it right back, you know, in the first half in the championship on Sunday in our last game, and that's the championship Williams is up 10, you know, they came out and they were hitting everything at the beginning of the game. And, um, we, you know, we stayed poised. We weren't, you know, it didn't, it didn't affect us at all. And we just, we just kept playing. And that's, you know, that's really, uh, you know, how the you guys have, have, have been doing. Um, is you know there you know we we we're just going to stay with it. We're going to keep attacking. Uh, we're going to keep sharing the ball and and you know and live with the results. Hey, Kyle. Before we um, switch, we're going to take a quick break. But what is it that you like about Division Three? I mean, clearly, you know, we're getting ready to like next week. All the you know the. Uh, you know the uh, Division One schools going to hold their ter- tournaments, but you know you've been around. You you go to the NCA. Final Four. You're around Division One. You have friends who are Division. What do you like about Division Three? Um, you know, I think Division Three um, provides a great balance between very, very highly competitive athletics, um, but also allows you to explore other interests. 
um, allows you to really, um, you know, get into your major academically. Um, as coaches, you know, we're not even allowed to be on the floor um, with our players during the off season, um, you know, which is a difference, um, you know, to uh, um, uh, Division One, where I, you know, so I can't even really be working guys out. So there's a lot of self accountability there, but it also allows, you know, guys who while continuing to work on their game, they, you know, they have you know a lot of time and opportunity to explore. Um, you know, many different interests that they that they may have in college. Um, and again, the you know the basketball, the athletics is is, is really really competitive. Um, you know, it's just so many people playing basketball these days that you know Division three. You know, there's so much parity and there's so many great players. I mean, you know, we, we, you know Division three. There's been several players who have transferred to Division one. Um, a few from our conference have had a lot of success. Um, you know, several have played overseas professionally. Um, wow. So, you know, we have a lot of, you know, of great, you know, highly competitive basketball to offer. Um, and then, you know, in the offseason, you can really explore, uh, you know, many different things. And, and remember, uh, I think we started the year, uh, last year, um, I was doing a couple of stories about the whole uh, supply-side industry, and that's where I met uh, the Ingram family. Um, I think Will Ingram is going to be going to Middlebury. Um, but, you know, the story was how Division Three. I mean, a lot of people has become very, very competitive because a lot of people realize that's where they want to go. The schools tend to be academically competitive. And like, like uh, Will Ingram's dad was saying, if your son is, isn't going to play in the NBA, right. why go to these schools like Duke or McKenna? And you kind of get caught up in that stuff where – you may not get the full, rich, you know, richness of, of attending college because the time demands are so great. Right. Right. No, exactly. I think, you know, most kids when they're, you know, starting out high school, you know, everyone wants to go to this and one. Everyone wants to go to the NBA. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, uh, you know, a lot of people now – you know, become aware of the amazing Division Three opportunities that are out there, and um, and again, it's very, very competitive basketball. So you know, it's it's not you know, it's, you know, so you're still getting that aspect of the experience. Um, so yeah, now you know, like we talked about, you know, there's all these camps now that are, um, you know, get hundreds of kids that are aimed at, uh, you know, um, you know, you know that are Division three, um, you know, where the Division three coaches cover them, and uh, you know, w- w- where the players are hoping to get seen by Division three coaches. So they have all these camps now during the summer um, that are focused on Division three, and and they they become very popular. Right. Well, you know, it, it sounds like it'll be an exciting uh, tournament. We'll definitely keep our eyes on it. We'll we'll be rooting for you. I have a couple of other kids uh, playing in this tournament that I coached JV at Poly Prep. Uh, David Dixon at Wesleyan, who who I know you recruited as well, over at Middlebury, and um, Hassan Folks at Washington U. So I'll be rooting for for you. I'll be rooting for them, and it should be an exciting tournament. How'd you, how'd you miss out on them, uh, Kyle? How'd you miss out? On, <laughs> yeah. What what happened? Or did uh, you let them go? Yeah, um, you know, you you get some and you don't get some, but we uh, our, our our recruiting list. Um, are very deep, and 
um, you know, our freshman class has done a great job. So we, uh, you know, we were very happy with the class that that we ended up with. And, uh, yeah, and I remember, Jamal, I remember you saying that, uh, uh, that David Dixon was, uh, you know, a listener of the show. And, uh, right. That's right. You know, uh, you know, I know they're headed up to the Rochester, um, you know, regional hosted by Rochester and they, they play union on Friday and, uh, We'll see what they can do, but yeah, I wish uh, David good luck, and uh, you know, and again, five teams from my conference made it, and you know, we'll see how you know how everyone does, and uh, yeah, and again, I hope uh, the Steve Bill Road on fourth, you know, on the road, and uh, maybe <laughs> right. uh, catch one of our games. <laughs> might, have, might, have the, might have to hit up the Final Four, and that's and right. Sailing. We get we guarantee if, if if Middlebury makes the Final Four, Bill Road on sports will be in Salem, Virginia. Well, check that. Yeah, we got to check the yeah, date. Yeah, check the date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All well, right. Shout, shout out, shout out yeah. to Guilford College. Yeah, get, my, my old stopping grounds, too. They're in it, too. I'll be, uh, you know, hope they win a game or two. But, right. uh, no, it should be a great tournament for sure. Right. Hey, so, Kyle, if you could stay with us, we're going to take a quick break. And we come back, we're going to talk about Division One. No, we're going to talk about uh, March Madness, uh, men and women. Can anybody beat Connecticut? Can anybody beat the Yukon women? No. I mean. You know that. Why don't, no. <laughs> I, I like when we come back. I like to get your take on that. I mean, are they? I mean, they're so ridiculously good. Are they good for for women's basketball? But don't answer that yet. We're going to take a quick break. Then we'll be real. We'll be back to talk more March Madness. Our guest uh, has been Kyle Dudley, assistant coach at Middlebury College. Middlebury won the NESCAP conference, ranked number six in the country, and they begin uh, March Madness on Friday when they play. Um, Farmingdale Far- State. Farmingdale State. So we'll be right back. Everybody wants to laugh. Ah, but nobody wants to cry. I say everybody wants to laugh. But nobody wants to cry. Hello, everybody. We're back. Uh, Bill Roden on sports, Jamal Murphy across from me, and uh, Kyle Dudley, my nephew, but the assistant coach at Middlebury College. I know Kyle, you gotta, you can't spend too much longer fooling around with us because you got to go back and watch game film, you know, uh, of your opponent. Let me. What do you watch when when you watch game film? What do you, what do you actually what do you what do you watch for? I mean, how, what you know what's and how have your how have your um, uh, responsibilities? Uh, for watching tape um, change since you've been an assistant coach. This is like your fourth year now? Yes, fourth year. Yeah. How 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 has your film watching acumen uh, sharpened? And what what do you watch when you watch game film? Right. So we, we actually have a um, advanced film network now um, that is very, very detailed that actually um, NBA teams use, Division One teams use on our entire conference has it. But you can look at a player that you're scouting and you can you can watch every play that he uses to pick and roll, every play that he uses in isolation, every play that he comes off the screen, every cut. You can see if a player is better shooting threes from the left wing or the right wing? Are they better shooting threes in transition or in the half, in the half court? So the team, how effective is their zone? Um, how effective is their zone offense? Um, so you can break it down and filter by all these different things and really 
um, get very specific um, information uh, on on a team and how to like to play and on individuals as well. So um, so yeah, so I, I watch all of these clips and you know I watch a player and 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 look at his top um, you know offensive tendencies. You know whether he's very aggressive shooting. Um, in pick and roll, with it is very aggressive shooting in a spot up situation, um, and then we we just we put together a game plan in terms of, you know where we play the percentages. So we try to force uh, teams to their weakness, the we, their, their weaknesses, and you know try to exploit mismatches. And um, again, this program um, we uploaded and it it breaks down and filters everything um, that we need. So the last few years we've had this. Uh, so that's improved, uh, you know, uh, our, our film watching a ton because before that, I had to like go through it manually without this, and and literally and manually cut up um, any clip that I wanted to show to the team. And now, you know, these hundreds of clips are just, you know, ready for me to to uh, to view and uh, and then really, you know, kind of play the percentages and get the advanced stats and and all that. Wow. What? So what do you after you watch it? What do you present to the players? In other words, what when they're in the film room, uh, how, are they in a film room or are they take it home? I mean, what what do you give to them to watch? Yeah, so we we watch film as a team um, often. Uh, you know, after after we play games, we'll watch ourselves and um, you know make corrections for things we didn't do right. Um, and you know, but we'll, we'll, when we're scouting the team. Um, you know, we, we like to really focus on um, all the individual players, you know, and exactly what their strengths are, um, you know, from an offensive standpoint, um, and what we want to want to force them to do, and then how we're going to play our help rotations, um, you know, which uh, you know, you know, Coach Brown takes the lead in the film sessions and you know, directing, um, you know our guys in, in terms of how they're going to defend a certain play. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's how, how we, we, we do them. And, um, and, you know, again, we really want to uh, play the percentages and, and force them in, into shots that they've struggled with and, um, you know, shots that aren't high-percentage shots so we can get out and, you know, we can rebound and then get out and run. Let me ask you this. Um... We said we're going to talk a little bit of Division One. Have you been able to pay attention to Division One uh, this season? Or do you, you know what? What? Um, how much Division One do you watch, and, and who do you like if you've been watching a lot? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely pay attention. You know, I love watching as much hoops as I, you know, as much hoops as I can, whether Division One or um, NBA. Um, you know, so I watch the games that are on, you know, that are on national TV and. Um, uh, you know, I even watch some of the local teams um, as well. Uh, the University of Vermont here, not too far away. Um, uh, you know, they're having an, an outstanding season. And, um, oh, really? And yeah. Yeah. Wow. Remember they beat Syracuse, uh, what, about four years ago? Yeah, it might have been a little bit longer than that. But, they, uh, yeah. yeah, they've had some teams that have done some damage in the NCAA tournament. And I would say this year's team, uh, you know, kind of watch out for them if they're able to win their conference tournament. Um, because they've really uh, you know, been playing well, and they actually start the uh, their quarterfinals um, either today or tomorrow. Um, 
But, no, yeah, I, I definitely kind of kept my eye on Villanova. They've had a great year, and they're the defending national champions, and I think it'll be interesting, interesting to see if uh, if they can repeat, um, you know, which is which is certainly rare in the uh, you know in the one and done format in the NCAA tournament. Um, and you know, so I think that's a storyline to uh, to definitely watch, uh, you know, as we enter the tournament. What do you think? What do you think about our guy Calipari and Duke? What do you think about Calipari, Duke, and Louisville? And you, yeah, you know, I I think uh, you know Kentucky, you know Duke. You know, you know, those are teams that, uh, you know, you definitely, you know, maybe hope are, are in another bracket if you're a, uh, <laughs> uh, a, a lower seeded team. And, uh, you know, those teams have, you know, stayed in the top 20, top 15 consistently and had a lot of talent. And, um, you know, Chris Kay and Cal Perry, you know, those guys have, have proven themselves, uh, uh, in the March Madness tournament. And, um, you know, I would expect that they would, uh, you know, yeah, they'll be they'll be sleepers a little bit this year. They they'll be you know around the the second, third, or fourth seed range. Um, like you mentioned, Nova definitely having uh, you know another great year under Jay Wright, uh, trying to repeat as champions. We know that's going to be tough. They kind of have they don't they don't have much of you know much room for error. That not really a deep team, not really a big team. So it'll be interesting, but they're probably the toughest team in the nation. Wow, really? Yeah, right. I mean, do, do you guys think they have uh, a good chance to repeat, or uh, that? Yeah, they de- they definitely have a chance to repeat, and, and as good a chance you know to win it as anybody really, because like I said, their their toughness and grittiness uh, really can't be matched. Maybe maybe Kansas is on that level, but the, you know they'll definitely be a a one seed. I got Nova, Kansas, North Carolina, and Gonzaga looking like one seeds right now. So it it'll be interesting. You mentioned UCLA. That's that's another team with a lot of talent that nobody's going to want to play. And Kyle, have you seen the kid uh, Lonzo Ball? Yeah, you know I I, I missed the uh, most of the West Coast games because they come on late. But I have seen Lonzo Ball. Um, you know I saw that was it his dad that sort of made headlines uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. this week saying. He's going to be uh, better than Steph Curry. Was that was that what it was? Yeah, he, you know, I mean, the kid, the kid to me is the best player in the country. So, but his dad definitely thinks so too. Uh, they asked his dad, you know, during one of the games on national TV, um, it, who he would compare his son to, and then the commentator said, "What about Steph Curry?" And he was like, "Steph Curry." <laughs> he was like, "My son's better than Steph Curry." He was like, "If you put Steph Curry on UCLA and put my boy on Golden State, see what happens." Yeah, he sounds. You know, he sounds like like Richard Williams, right? He's, you know, he's definitely like, along those lines, which is good. I mean, it, 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 at some point, it's about promotion and right. like. Hey, let me ask you one thing before we let you go, because we know you got to go watch film. Uh, you're so funny, man. When you know, we talk about these young brothers, and they're not into history. You know, they they don't. They're very ahistorical. And I keep asking, why do you think your coaches have you spending ninety nine percent of your time watching game film if history is not important? Because you're not watching everything you're watching is of the past. Last week's game, last year's practice. If if history was isn't important, why do your coaches have you watching history so much? And then of course they have to. Well, so we won't make the same mistake. I said, exactly. You know, be, be a forty million dollar slave. Um, if you had, let me let me. I'm sorry, she <laughs> was completely random. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> um, if you had, if your life depended on one game. Who would you have coaching for you in that one game, Shashevsky or Patino? Wow, 
you're going to make me choose? Put you on the spot. <laughs> Put you on, yeah. Yeah, now, you know, by the time you get to be a, a head coach, Krzyzewski will already have been retired, so. <laughs> although, it could, although it could happen next well, year. Well, maybe they both will. <laughs> but, but see, I mean, and Jamal, I'll ask you the same question. If your life is on the line, one game, um, you know, average talent, you know, you know, uh, who would you have coach your team, Krzyzewski or Patino? Well, it's, it's hard to go against Krzyzewski, uh, you know, for me just because, uh, you know, he's won five national championships. Uh, you've done it with teams that are younger, that were, you know, led by more freshmen. You've done it with teams that have had more experience. Um, so, I mean, I think, yeah, his track record speaks for itself. And, um, you know, I think you'd have to go with him uh, for uh, all the success he's had uh, in the NCAA tournament. I mean, just to keep things interesting, I'll go Patino. But but I actually do think for one game I would go Patino. Uh, if you give me a, if you ask me for a season, I'll, I'll go Coach K. But Patino, I think, you know, I, I I think he might be a better game coach. He does more with less. He doesn't get the same recruiting classes anymore. He used to when he was at Kentucky. But since he's been at Louisville, he doesn't have the same recruiting classes as Duke gets. But he still seems to keep his guy his his teams in the top ten and figure out a way switching defenses. I mean, you know, he he invented part of the games like t- you know tipping the ball from behind, counting uh, deflections and all that stuff. So, Patino, you know, you take the off court stuff away. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's big. Although, although you know, you talk about off court. I forgot. You know, you you, you had Shashevsky with a kid. Uh, what's his name? Jack the Tripper. Uh, <laughs> oh, Grayson right. Allen. Grayson Allen. Right. You know, protecting him, yeah, yeah. Protect him. yeah. I mean, Jesus you know. Christ, man. Yeah, well, but, you know, I, you know, so that's a tough a little one. glitch. Yeah, it's a tough a one. Hey, hey, listen, Kyle, listen, man. We're gonna let you roll because we want you to put all the room, all all the uh, all your film, and we don't want you to blame us, you know. But we do want you to credit us when you guys win and 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 are down in Salem at the Final Four. You do. We want you to give us a shout out, you know, uh, till it all started with Bill Rodesport and at Church of the Intercession. Right. And it, and it, oh, guess who I ran into at the CIAA tournament? The legend, the Dwight, the the playground legend who used to be the head coach of Dwight. Oh, well, Pee Wee Kirkland. <laughs> uh, that's right. We had the Pee Wee Kirkland. <laughs> oh, oh my God! I told I told you in Middlebury. You know, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> 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 oh man! Well, yeah. Well, guys, thank you, uh, thank you for, for having me on. Um, you know, you know, we we have to take it one game at a time, and you know, all of our energy right now is focused on Farmingdale. Uh, but um, you know, obviously, we you know we do hope that we uh, we do see you um, in in Salem. But uh, you know, let's take it one day at a time for now. And uh, you know, again, thank you for having me on and. Uh, yeah, would love to uh, see you guys again. Uh, you know, before the season's over. Man, Kyle sounds more and more like a mayor. <laughs> he's like he's like the mayor. If, if he, if he <laughs> doesn't become a head coach, he's gonna become mayor. Sounds like a head coach. No to head me. coach already. I mean, he's yeah. got the whole thing. You yeah. know, he got he, make sure he praises everybody. You know, make sure he, he gives us a little bit, not too much. You know? <laughs> You're on your way, kid. He's on his way. <laughs> <laughs> no question about Kentucky, it. Kentucky, here we come. Hey, Kyle, good luck, man. Good luck. Thank Congratulations. You. Very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck. We love Take you. Care. Bye. Bye-bye. 
So, I that's mean, that's, that's, I think that's, I think that's about it, right? I think. What do you think? I mean, we could. There's so much more to talk about the CIAA tournament, but we yeah. got we we still got to talk about uh, uh Kevin Durant. Oh my God, Kevin Durant. Uh, well, what's there to talk about? Is it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's over. A, obviously, he had a freak accident. Uh, Zaza Pachulia uh, fell to the ground, uh, ran into his leg, hyperextended it, and it the turns curse out, uh, of the, with the MRI. Uh, uh, you know, the curse of no, um, nothing good. Of uh, was um, of uh, Kevin Durant? No, no. Well, of his, <laughs> you know his his teammate, former his ex teammate. Oh, Westbrook. West, West, the, Westbrook cur- the curse, curse of Westbrook. Curse of Russell Westbrook. Might, uh, he, it might be. Huh? It might be. You think you think Westbrook was smiling? No, uh, not for he, an injury. Not, do you think so? No, I hope not. Well, not me. He might he just been, went out and he had may another, have been laughing. He, he may have you know may have been like let me let me go get another triple double. That's right. You know? he might, and which he did. Yeah, last which night. he did. Well, but, yeah, so, what I mean, can you say? They're, but, they're way ahead. They're in, they're Golden State. They're they're still they're, they'll most likely still be the one seed in the West. So they got to play without Durant. They got a good team without him. Obviously, Steph Curry might have to step his game up. He's done it before. Uh, gives Clay Thompson an opportunity to to. to but you know, but now they're the role. same. But they're the same team that well, got beat by beaten by Cleveland. Right, but only for the regular season. So, uh, Durant will be back supposedly. Well, yeah. nothing's guaranteed, right? Right. But supposedly they're saying four weeks or the or the rest of the regular season, then he can come back in the playoffs. The only thing to me is sort of similar situation to what happened to uh to Steph Curry. Yeah. No, similar to what happened to Steph Curry. He went down last year, came back, wasn't quite ready, and never was fully 100% in the playoffs. So I worry whether Durant is going to be 100% when he comes back. Of course back. you're not going to be 100%. I mean, people always say that. They say, oh, he'll be back. Well, I mean, the guy broke his leg. I mean, but, you know what I mean? Right. You're not going to be 100%. Well, Dr- Draymond, uh, you know, he, he he read your book, as, yeah. we, as we saw. Oh, so we love Draymond. We love Draymond. He's the one who called. He said Dolan was acting like a slave a master. A slave so master. You got to love that. Man. I love him. I love you Draymond. Know? I mean, I thought before that, I thought he was a little bit of a, a – a, uh, what, no, I'm gonna say that because yeah. I love Draymond now. You, know, you love Draymond, and and and, and uh, as Steve, our producer, said, uh, he's gonna have to step his game up um, now that Durant Durant is out, and I'm sure he's not gonna be mad at that. I'm sure he'll embrace that. Uh, he he did take he he did blame himself for the loss as he should have as he, as he should have for the for the loss. But in it the was finals a, the fix. Year. The fix was in. I the mean, fix might have been the in. Fix may have been. The fix might have been in. Yeah. I got friends uh, in North Carolina tell me all the time the NBA is fake. Um, talk about fake news. Right? <laughs> <laughs> talk about fake. Yeah, that's, a, that's another subject. I, I don't agree with that, but you know, I mean, Draymond played a big role in them in, in allowing LeBron to you know to come out the hero last year. So you know, it's a, you know, it's only the regular season though. I know we got we got a ways to go. We got to get through March Madness first, right? Which is coming up. Yeah. We got we got we'll be in New York. We got a couple tournaments coming up. We got the ACC tournament in Brooklyn at Barclays Center that uh, oh, next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. The Big East Big tournament, East. as usual, is here. That's right. I'll be you know I'll be on the train back and forth depending on that's going to be a lot of fun. I think yeah. uh, you'll be in Las Vegas too. right? Yeah, Vegas for the first two rounds of, the, of March Madness. That, uh, you going to be out there? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to be. Okay, I, I think okay. I'm gonna be out west. I'm gonna spend some time, time out west, <laughs> uh, yeah. make it some basketball. Uh, incidentally, we may, we may, we may be talking to Bill in, in the car in Wyoming. You never know. I know. Oh wow! All right, but anyway, but listen. So um, this has been good, man. Good segment. Um, we wanted to touch on some other things. The CIAA See, you, tournament, which is what you were I you was were down covering there. last week. Yeah, but we could. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good term. I mean, CIAA, man. For those of you who didn't go to HBCU, right? You got to you have to see the CIAA tournament once. 
You know, I mean, whole bunch of black folks. A whole bunch. A whole bunch of black folks. You know, fraternities. Right. I mean, it's a whole. I mean, you it's never a party. It's a it's yeah. a party for for, for five days, four days, and no and question. and people come from all over, far and right. near. Right. You know, uh, and it's good seeing, you know, folks having a good time, being around each other, enjoying right. each other. There are more people on the street right. than we're in the front. <laughs> they were in the. I mean, that's what that's what the action is at. Oh. You know, and and you wrote an article about it in the Undefeated about yeah. the whole the whole culture, the whole experience, and how it's more than basketball. A lot of money involved, and as far as uh, Charlotte, yeah, the they whole didn't pull out. Concerned. Yeah, they were, um, they didn't pull out. See, they they you know the ACC pulled out, the NBA pulled out. See, we're not pulling out. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got to do. You know, they, those other people had options. Yeah, they had you tons know, they had of money. Options, more money, but you know there was you know there was also some violence that took place uh, down there. A rapper uh, got shot at, uh, you know, somewhere in Charlotte yeah. at one of the events. So. There was a little bit, you I know, so, that. so you had you had people uh, complaining about that and bringing that up. Oh, um, so, the, you know, the CIA. Oh, that's what this guy, somebody text tweeted me because I was like yeah. raving about well, it. Was, it was uh, a white guy. Yeah, so, he said, didn't somebody said, get shot down there yeah, with your people? Yeah, I mean, that was a straight up racist tweet. Yeah, but I, I, I was in my hotel room. I didn't see it. Right. I mean, but, you know, thing things happen so that, um, you know, so you're going to have some pushback as far as as far as Charlotte goes. Yeah. but. But Charlotte does. Did he, did he die? No, he well, didn't die. Okay, then. there you go. Yeah, bring, 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 bring it back. Oh man, so we done here? I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is pretty uh, substantial, right? We we hit all the. Well, we missed the uh, Secretary of uh, Education. Uh, you know, all you know, all the black presidents went to the White House, right? And think, you know, because you know, Obama was not really good for black colleges. Mm. You know, a lot of presidents will say that he wasn't. He was kind of bivalent because I mean, you know, Obama was an elite. He said, "I didn't go to HBCU. You right. know, I went to Harvard." Trump didn't either. Trump didn't either. But <laughs> yeah, Trump didn't either. But he signed an executive order, um, basically saying, "I'll support y'all." Yeah, I believe it. I believe it, that it, when I see it. And they said, "Yeah," but all of them were like in the room, kind of clapping because mm-hmm. I guess. They got to come back with some type of victory, you know. Say, well, he signed the executive order, which right. is more than Obama did. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if, if that, you know. Uh, but you know, black colleges really have to, you know. They, you know, I mean, integration was a. It, I mean, it, integration was. Um, you have to be carefully worded this, but it wasn't. It didn't do black colleges a favor, particularly in terms of athletic talent, a lot of stuff. I mean, it really, you know, like integration across the board. I mean, again, it benefited benefited a few blacks and a whole bunch of white institutions. And I think that uh, CIAA, MEAC, so I mean, we're trying to recover. We're trying to recover ever since. How do we, uh, we're relevant, but how, in an economic way, how do we monetize? Right. And that, and that's an interesting. How unique. I mean, there's so many issues as far as, uh, you know, relevance is concerned for HBCUs. Right. But and economically is the biggest one. But that you know, the sports and the and the athletes that that do not you know if you had that that would economically that changes the whole game as it did for a lot of white institutions. Oh, exactly. If you had and that's what the CIAA commission was saying. If we could have recruited the same kids we recruited fifty years ago, we'd be in great shape. You'd be in well, great shape. You'd have you'd have yeah. ESPN contracts. You'd have right. CBS contracts. Right. But. But but that horse right. has left the stable. You got to figure out how do you do more with less. Right. But we will discuss. I mean, that's well, that's for another show. Right. I mean, that just is another show. 
Um, listen, we'd like to thank, you know, thank our, uh, uh, you know, our, our uh, producer, Steve. What would you say, Steve? He produces it. He edits it. He finances it. He wants all donations. He, he, to all the donations go to him. You know, so, you know, Steve, thank you. Uh, Jamal, as usual, thank you very much. Aaron, what's Aaron's role? Is she like the, because she kind of does a lot of stuff. She's like the the invisible producer or the executive she's like, producer. She's like, the, she's like the, uh, what's her name from Scandal? Uh, <laughs> oh, executive. Executive yeah, producer. Executive producer. Yeah, Aaron Matthewson, our executive producer. Pulls it all together, you know, and uh, yeah. So listen, uh, it's been wonderful. Really excited about basketball coming up. I mean, yep. you know, March Madness is always great. Yep. It's funny. It's the one thing that all the excitement is going to build up, and then the day after the Final Four, nobody knows anything. I mean, it's like it's like forgotten. <laughs> it's, it's it's an amazing I mean, it, thing. It's like that with all that stuff. I mean, Super Bowl. Nobody, you know. After well, you know, done. people trust me. The Atlanta Falcons remember the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, they remember, <laughs> they, they yeah, remember they the Super Bowl. They should. Yeah, they should. They'll never forget that. Yeah, I won't either. That's I horrible. <laughs> Tom Brady. I got to hear about Tom Brady. Man. That's right. Run that's for my, president. That's my brother. life. Hey man, what the hell? He deserved it. Yeah. Hey, listen, everybody, thank you very much. We'll see you next week on another riveting episode, Bill Roden on Sports. Tell your friends, um, you know, download us, just do everything. <laughs> iTunes, baby. iTunes, iTunes SoundCloud. Uh, check us out on, on Twitter at Bros Pod, and we're all over the place. All right. See you guys next week. God bless. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.